Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. I am Kyle, joined by our now two other hosts, Alana and Tira. Woohoo! Um, and if you are, <laughs> sorry, we were just a little bit excited. Like <laughs> just a little bit excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Okay. If you're new to the show, we like to open up every episode with a review of the show. Reviews are how we can reach more people. And so if you love the show, like lots of other listeners do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out so much and we really, 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 really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So this is a five-star review. The title is A Must Listen with two exclamation points. It says, I can't remember how I found the Kingdom Sexuality page on Instagram and then started listening to the podcast, but I am so glad I did. Kyle and Alana have the right balance of humor and seriousness. I appreciate how they take the topic of sex and keep it holy and special, never undermining its place in marriage and reminding listeners that this is God's good plan for marriage. Hmm. As a mom of five girls, seven and under, I'll pray for you. man. (laughs) This has been refreshing, helpful, and fun. My husband jokingly commented the other night, I can tell you listened to a podcast episode today. Thanks for all you do and keep up the great work. That was probably my favorite review I've ever read. You skipped the winky face. That's why I kind of changed my tone. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I can tell you listened to a podcast episode today. Yeah, so if you love the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really, 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 really like that. And another thing we're doing now, if you're new here, is uh, we are kind of blanketing each episode in a verse and also, uh, spoiler, ending it in prayer. <laughs> but so the verse for this um, episode today is 2 Corinthians 10, 5, um, which Tira so graciously was like, we should do this in the past, bleh, the passion translation, because it just like really gives it a different perspective from a verse that you might just know off by heart and it kind of just gives it a different depth and like authority to it because you're reading it in a different way. I, I love that. Um, okay. So it is, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow down in obedience to the anointed one. Like so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's like a beautiful, beautiful translation version of that. It's like the pa- the passion, right? Yeah. I yeah, love I love that. this one. I actually have this printed out on my mirror in my room because it's just so good. Like it just reminds mm-hmm. us of who who we belong to, what authority we mm-hmm. carry, and just lines up your thoughts for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us into what we're talking about today which is what to think about during sex, how to deal with wrong thoughts during sex. So the first time I thought about this kind of topic, I right away thought to typically what maybe a woman would think of, how we have, you know, a billion things going through our head, um, shopping lists, calendars, and how, you know, it takes us a while sometimes to get in the mood and thoughts I think are like one of our number one struggles to get us um 
connecting to our partner well. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking up a couple different um, things on what could be hindering us. And uh, one of the uh, things is called spectatoring. And spectatoring is a process suggested by Masters and Johnson that involves a person focusing on him or herself from a third person perspective during sexual activity, rather than focusing on one's sensations and sexual partner. And this can increase performance fears and cause, I didn't practice this word, deleterious is that yeah. how you would say that? Okay. That's how I would say it. <laughs> Effects on sexual performance. Um, so in simplified terms, okay, when you're engaged in sex, but you're monitoring and evaluating yourself. So women, you know, kind of thinking like, okay, um, I don't feel comfortable with how I look tonight or during the day, or I'm so bloated. Like, is he going to notice this? Um yeah. And for men, maybe performance, you know, worrying if they're doing it right. Like, oh, she's not reacting the way I thought she was. She didn't, she didn't do that last time. You know, like. I was just going to say that hundred <laughs> percent for men. And this is something that like my wife and I actually had this conversation recently and it's not so much that I got, actually, yeah, it is like, okay, does this feel good for her? And so I Uh-oh. said to her, I was like, can you just give like some sort of feedback, like in the moment, like, mm. like that feels good. Like that's pretty clear. Like I would know that that <laughs> feels good. So <clears throat> yeah. Communicating during sex, I think is so important mm-hmm. to help counter these bad thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Self doubt thoughts. Yeah. And especially like, I think for, for women to help their guys, you know, like it can depend even like what your hormones are doing that cycle, like sometimes something that felt amazing and was awesome. And he's going for the same thing. And you're like, Whoa, no, 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 that's, I don't want that tonight. You know, like, so communicating that. And, you know, if you know, your if you know your cycle or you know, what's going on, you can even say, Hey, just a heads up. Probably what we did last time probably won't be there today. You know, here's maybe something else or, you know, something to kind of prep the time. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another another thing that um, I found interesting is from the author Emily Nagoski. Um, she wrote uh, "Come as You Are," and she she uses um, something called the dual control method. And I really like this analogy. She talks about how now this is all like scientifically backed up. If you want more details, you can read her book. Um, but basically, there's like our breaks in our brain that tell the brain not to be turned on. So this is very important, you know, when you're with a bunch of kids or you're on the bus or right. any of that stuff, your break is ongoing. Nope, this is not an appropriate time to be turned on. Right. Um, and then you also have a part of your brain that's the accelerator, which is, yep, we're good to go. This would be a great time to have sex. And so everybody's breaks and accelerators are different. And for women, I'll speak from the woman's point of view, um, the break, <laughs> you know, can be something of, you know, oh man, I have so much scheduling to do, um, this, Mm. this time right now, like this isn't a good time. And so it's really hard to get that accelerator part of our brain going and we just continue to have breaks. Um, so one thing that, well, actually, I don't know, maybe, maybe we should let Kyle speak here. Is there from, from a guy's point of view, like what kind of things do you think of right away that would be a break for guys? 
Um, for oh man, <laughs> a- any like negative like my one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So any like mm. negative thing spoken mm. about me, like in the heat of a moment, if there was an argument, like that mm. would probably stick in my mind for a little bit and be like, I don't want to be mm. intimate with you right now. Like mm-hmm. that was hurtful or something. Like, yeah, words for sure. Um, and then any like body language signal that says like don't touch me Mm. or something Mm -hmm. like that right like if you go to initiate and you are sensing like it might be rejection that night yeah if she were to turn around and feel bad and be like oh like no sorry i shouldn't have done that like i'd love to have sex with you tonight like ah like i probably still would but i'd be (laughs) it would take me a second (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah your brakes would be put on and then you'd have to go back and do the accelerator again like yeah yeah that balance of that um mm-hmm. yeah so one of the things that she talks about like h- how do you help that like if you are somebody who um generally has a higher break um mentality um she talks about like okay if it's something say um you don't like the way you look um before sex like that's something really hard you don't want to have the lights on uh, you can slowly work towards helping your brain feel calm for that. So like maybe starting with a nightlight on, you know, and then slowly, slowly lead up. So there's not like an expectation of like, okay, today we're just going to ignore the brakes and the accelerator is going to go on because it doesn't work like that. It's like right. a subconscious thing that our brains do. So we have to kind of train it to do the right thing. So um, yeah, just like gradually allowing it to, to, um, be there. So, so you're telling your brain, no, this is a safe space. We can do this. Um, so you can, you know, take this into any, any type of like sex holdup that you're having, you know, slowly, what are some things that you can slowly introduce that doesn't have to be right away? Um, right. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a, uh, a, a good thing to think about. And, and you can even say too to your partner, you know, if they're trying to initiate something, you could say, okay, my brakes are on high right now. I need to do some things that help me calm down and connect with you in other ways first before that accelerator will go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And I think by understanding that's the way your body works, not using it as an excuse, but a way to communicate and to help like work together as a team to help it be a success. Yeah. You know, I feel like it puts language to something that might be really difficult for couples to try and navigate because especially like, like you said, like this is something where you're working as a team. Okay. How can we, you know, take my foot off the brakes and help us accelerate towards this desire of intimacy Yeah, where we're pouring into one another, like one another and talking about, okay, like you just asked Kyle, right? Like what are some things that would be a break for you? Like maybe mm-hmm. as the wife, you're like, I have no idea what my husband's breaks would be. Like, I don't know what that would be. Like what would be something that would kind of be like, yeah, okay, maybe not. So like even having that conversation alone would probably bring so much freedom into things. Like yeah. being able to express like, hey, like actually like, you know, yeah, like you already mentioned, like lights on kind of makes me a bit hesitant and I feel a lot more aware of everything. Mm-hmm. So can we try like dimming them or using candlelight or whatever? Like, like you mentioned, I think that's great. Yeah. 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 One thing you just said, Alana, I, you said uh, something about like it puts words to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives language to it. Yeah. It puts language to it. That made me think right away is about counseling. 
Like mm. that's probably one of the biggest pros of counseling is they are so good at putting your feelings into words that your partner will understand. Mm, right. Like I was just responding to a DM tonight from a husband who was really frustrated with his wife's lack of sex drive. And mm. I, I suggested counseling and because this has been something that we've gone through and we've gone through counseling for it. And it was like mm-hmm. a good counselor can translate what she's saying into a way that I will understand it. Yeah. Right. And what you just said totally just made me think of that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to say here is to anyone who has any question or hesitation or like anything even slightly negative on your view towards sex, you have to read this book. Like mm. someone once we Like come I, as you I, are, I, you mean? Yeah, come as you yeah. are. Once I okay. read it on uh on holidays and then I posted mm-hmm. about it. One of our followers uh, DM'd us and she said, this book is the sex talk you wish your older sister had given you. <laughs> I was like, that is so, I mean, I don't have a sister, but like I can totally see that that is exactly what you would need. So yeah. 100% recommend, go read it. Hmm, cool. And I'll link it in the show notes for those yeah. who are looking for it. And I think it's on our Amazon is it on our Amazon yeah, stuff too? It's on so, our Amazon store. Yeah, so it's in our too. books highlight on Instagram. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that can be really helpful is practicing mindfulness. So um, the definition of it is like focusing completely on what's happening in the present moment, fully immersing your mind and your body in the same moment in time. Um, a good example of this is like when you're on a roller coaster, you know, when you're going up up the tracks, you're thinking, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm excited, but I'm kind of scared. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what was I thinking? And then, you know, you go down it feels great. Um, you are not thinking about your shopping list at that point. You are not thinking about other people. You are thinking about Ah. what your body is doing as you are going up the roller coaster. There isn't any separation. That is a good example of like being where your body is in the moment. Yeah, because you might die. <laughs> it's like, I hate roller coasters. So like this I do sounds too. awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love roller coasters. They're the best. That feeling when you're going down and you get that like drop in your stomach. Oh my oh, goodness. That is, like, yeah, no, that yeah, sounds terrible. So good. I even went yeah. in an IMAX once. That was the roller coaster. I had to close my eyes for half the movie because I couldn't oh. even watch it on a screen. Like I can't terrible. do that. Like any virtual reality or whatever just makes me sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so there's a great analogy though. Yeah. There's a great, um, uh, professor at UBC who runs the women's health and research Institute. Um, she, uh, she's written a book called uh, better sex through mindfulness. I haven't read it yet, so I can't recommend it, but I've listened to some of her, um, like places where she's been a guest speaker and there's one, um, technique that she uses when she does a class and it's um, focusing on a raisin. So she gives everybody in the class a raisin and then has them like do the five senses around it. So she'll like, okay, so you're going to hold the raisin in your hand and now we're going to look at it for a minute and like just study what it looks like. What are the lines, you know, like what do the lines look like? Is it, does it look like it's going to be soft or hard or, you know, that, and then put it up to your ear and like squish the raisin and like, what does it feel like? Or what does it, what kind of sounds does it make? You know, and then go through all the senses, you know, do it and smell it. And then finally put it in your mouth. And each one of those times take the full 
moment to analyze the reason. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, she said, usually like the raisin isn't something that everybody goes like, Oh yeah, this is an awesome snack. It's not like chocolate, you know, but after, (laughs) after like fully observing the raisin, the taste of it, you appreciate so much more. And so she kind of uses that Mm -hmm. logic of like, okay, so, um, be like, start using your five senses wherever you are. So this, this doesn't mean like just practice mindfulness when you're having sex, this is during your day. So like when you get up and you're, dealing with the kids. Okay. What are the senses here that I'm, that I'm actually enjoying? What Mm. do I see here? You know, and just practicing at different times, um, during, during your day. It's interesting actually in my studies too, there's a whole section on mindfulness and helping with fertility because it's, it's taking your stress down and it's helping you enjoy life. Like there's a whole, um, psychology behind mindfulness. I think you can even get mindfulness like therapists, that specialize in this. And, Mm. um, but in doing so, so this is something that I've kind of started practicing and I have found that, yeah, it, it allows you to be present in the moment and, and shutting down the other thoughts that just keep coming in. Um, and it's, it's helped me. Um, yeah. So that's another helpful thing. Yeah. The senses is a really good thing I think to think about here. And I was actually just looking to see if I could find the post. Someone in our Facebook group had posted a few weeks ago about how he was having trouble um, getting aroused with a hand job. And I had commented and I had said, like, the best way to make a hand job more pleasurable is to engage other senses just besides touch. Like, obviously, touch, mm-hmm. like her hand on your penis is the main sense you're going to be feeling and that's hopefully going to get you to wherever you want to go if orgasm is the golden orgasm or whatever it is but i said you know you want to try to engage other um senses so like your visuals so maybe and mm. maybe like maybe she's naked maybe she's in lingerie maybe she's wearing yeah. like some outfit that you find sexy that would turn you on maybe she's wearing a certain perfume that mm-hmm. you find sexy maybe she's talking to you a certain way or saying certain things. So yeah, senses can definitely be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I know this mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily about the guys and hand jobs, but like that was just an example <laughs> of how senses can really help you get where you need to go sexually. Mm-hmm. So I think for the women, some things to like consider would be again, all the same senses. So smell, maybe your husband puts on a cologne that you really like, or you light mm-hmm. a scented candle or um, for sounds like the sounds that your partner makes, maybe you like the way that they moan or the way that they make a certain noise, or music. maybe you have a playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah, I was just gonna say maybe you're like Alana and you like music, and maybe you're like me and you don't. Um, another thing is sight. So again, obviously mm-hmm. we've got like your spouse's naked body. Hopefully that turns you on, but you've got other things like. Mm-hmm eye contact, like looking into their eyes. I think that is probably the number one thing that will help you mm. eliminate thoughts is to mm-hmm. make eye contact. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're someone who has sex with your eyes closed for whatever reason, I think that's probably a huge hindrance to you mm. with your thought life during mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. Um, another sight line would be a mirror. So setting up a mirror at whatever angle you want, mm-hmm. whether it's above, beside, below, wherever it is. Um, Mirrors can be 
very, very fun and exciting. And again, you're looking at something that is hopefully taking your mind off your own mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and then other touch. So if you are actually in the act of having sex, like you are actively having intercourse, what is the rest of your body doing? What are your hands doing? Where are you touching your spouse? Where are you being touched? Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your breasts or your legs or your face or whatever it is, like other areas that can be touched, again, to stimulate senses to hopefully take your mind off. Yeah are away from those kind of negative distracting thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then you can, if you really want to go for it, you can do other things like use really light touch, like a feather or like um, you can use different temperatures. So ice or heat, or you can use your breath. You can use, Right. Um, I just had a good one, but I forgot it. So <laughs> obviously it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, you I can think use like, good. I was going to say you could use firm touch. Like if your partner's nails, mm-hmm. if they like having like their back scratched or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Any no, other things good. that I missed? Any other things you guys can think of? No, I think that's good. I love oh, the idea of like great. a scented candle or whatever it is. <clears throat> like if you're into diffusers, whatever that is for you. But like that is like a specific, this is their sex smell. You know, like you're like. <laughs> You smell it downstairs. You're like, oh, the candle's lit. You're like, okay. <laughs> like, I feel like that'd be like a an awesome way to be like, okay, Come candles on. Yeah, I'm but waiting. exactly. <laughs> but kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, Tira, um, about mindfulness. That almost, I don't know if it's like the right sort of thing. It reminds me of like how it's almost it's almost trending to like romanticize your life. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that? Where it's like you're romanticizing things in your life. And I feel like when you were talking about mindfulness and you're like being aware, so like maybe your day is crazy and there's stuff going on in your life, but you like are picking out the parts in your life that are like, okay, what is bringing me joy right now? What is mm. grounding me in in who I am and in the Lord and like yeah. in this moment? And to me, that was like, it reminded me of how that's like a very in thing to do is like romanticize your life. But um, to be picking out parts in your in your day already, like practicing it, like you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, <laughs> I'm exhausted or I'm busy and things are going on, but what is, yeah, like filling my heart with joy right now and love and like, in, you know, how can I be intentional about focusing on those things and gratitude, right? Like being so grateful for those things and having yeah. your heart in that posture, which I feel like would translate in the bedroom when you're like trying to, you know, you're struggling with all this stuff. You're like, okay, no, like I am being so aware of my partner right now. Like I'm so aware of, you know, what they're saying or how we're moving and those sorts of things. And so there's like, your mind wouldn't, like you were talking about the role, your mind wouldn't be any other place. Like you're, you're just mm-hmm. really focusing in on like, okay, well, this is bringing me joy. <laughs> this is bringing me pleasure. So I'm here. And I think talking about it too would be like so huge. Be like, yeah. Anyways. I think this is another, oh, this is a good point for me to share one of my favorite quotes, which is from the husband's point of view, if you want to turn your wife on, you have to help turn her mind off. Mm -hmm. And like you can't, I think husbands underestimate how much of a role they play in what goes on in their wife's thought life let's say like oh yeah i think that it's so easy to just blame your wife and say like well can't you just turn your mind off like can't you just stop thinking about those things 
It's like, yeah, guys, we can, they can't. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to you. It doesn't make any sense to me because we're not them, but they can't. Like, they actually just can't. So that's where you need to come in and you need to actually serve and help. And whatever it is, hopefully your wife is, like, able to communicate what's going on in her mind and mm-hmm. what's stressing her out or what is on her mind. And mm-hmm. you can do something to help alleviate that thought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not just can you just stop because that's like saying to someone when they're grumpy, just stop being grumpy. Well, like, right. if we could all stop that, we would, but yeah. it's not that easy. <laughs> that's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think things like, especially if you've got kids, right? I think kids are probably a huge one yeah. for wives, you know, baby fussing, sick kid, mm-hmm. homework, stress of the day with the kids, whatever it is, like, Husbands maybe come home and, excuse me, offer to do bedtime by yourself and let her Mm. go and relax or go have a bath or whatever it is. Like, let her chill, turn her mind off for a little bit. You come back. She's had some time to relax. She's probably going to be more in the mood then than she would have if you just came home and bedtime was crazy and you guys, you know, Mm -hmm. totally suffered through it together. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. it goes back to communication. And I think the wives yeah. need to own part of this too. You have to be able to communicate to your husband what it is that is going on in your mind, what it is that is bothering you, and maybe suggest what he can do to help. Hopefully he can figure it out pretty quickly based on what you said. But if you have to be super explicit, then be super explicit. Yeah. And I think also to to talk about that before the initiation of sex too. Because, yeah. oh, for sure. you know, it's not like, well, you didn't help out with da, 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 da. you know, right. Yeah. That's but, real sexy. That'll get you, oh. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but definitely yeah, communicating what you need help with is mm-hmm. yeah. Huge. Cause they can't read our minds. Yeah, no, for sure. And I yeah. think one last thing kind of from the guy's point of view here, I mean, we're going to talk about taking our thoughts captive and what does that look like during sex and I think for guys especially if you're like myself and you have a history of like pornography masturbation lust like if that has been like a big sin part of your life Mm -hmm. this is a really important thing here to not be thinking about someone else during sex or during the foreplay or whatever it is so for me what was the biggest thing here was eyes open because mm-hmm. it's really hard to think about something or someone else when you're looking at someone. Mm-hmm. So if my wife is with me and we're both naked, it's really hard for me to think about a woman that I've seen naked on a screen in the past when I'm literally looking at her naked body. Mm-hmm. So eyes open has been a big thing. And when I was going through counseling, one thing my counselor said was, he said, try to make eye contact at especially at climax. Yes, I've heard this. And that has been a really, really, really good piece of advice that has been put (laughs) into practice and been really helpful. Yeah, um, eventually an episode will come out with um, Kim and Darlene Unra. Um, I did an interview with them and he says that in that episode. And I remember just being like, like, what? How? <laughs> How would I ever be so intentional? But I think it's it's so good because yeah, you're looking at whatever you're looking at. That's what you're almost like, like bonding to, 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's a huge thing to be like realigning that focus and mm. love that. And it makes it a little bit more intimate, right? Like mm. to make eye contact yeah. at like the the peak of pleasure in oh, yeah. life. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. And I think too, like thinking of, okay, so say you're thinking about like a past boyfriend or a past experience you guys have had, like, or like, you know, different relationship or like you mentioned, Kyle, like something else going on. I think it, it comes to a point um, where we do need to own it, like own it and be like, okay, these thoughts aren't okay. And mm-hmm. even though your partner might not know that's what you're thinking, that doesn't make it okay. Like maybe you're like, oh, my spouse has no idea that I think about X, Y, Z. No, maybe they don't. Okay. But, you know, we have to, like we already said, like in this verse, like we're, we have to be transforming our minds and we need to be asking the Lord, like if this is something you're struggling with, okay, how can I be renewing my mind? Create a right spirit within me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just be in prayer about it and be okay, Lord, like if this is something you struggle with, okay, forgive me. <laughs> like asking for forgiveness, getting people on board, like having people around you to mentor you, to help you, to, to be lifting you up and praying for you, mm-hmm. I think is a huge thing. That's already like bringing something out into the darkness um, and realizing that, okay, I can't do this on my own. I need to be asking the Lord to forgive me for my impure thoughts of whatever it is and helping us to, you know, put on the helmet of salvation, guard my mind, guard my thoughts, help me to have the mind of Christ, right? I feel like even doing that in itself, like putting on your armor of God every day, be like, okay, when you're putting on the helmet of salvation, okay, Lord, cover my mind. Every thought I ask you would take it captive, every thought captive, the obedience of Christ. And, um, but owning it, like owning those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. This other (laughs) podcast I listened to, they, um, they're really big on confession Mm -hmm. and especially like in your community group, but you just made me think like confessing these thoughts to your spouse so that Mm -hmm. it does come out into the light. Right. And Satan can't Mm -hmm. have, can't use those thoughts as a foothold. And this actually came up in our Facebook group a couple weeks ago as well. Um, If you're not in the Facebook group, join it, especially if you have questions because things like this, what I'm about to share was shared anonymously because we have that option in our group. So if Mm -hmm. you're like, really feeling kind of like shameful about it, but you still want advice, <laughs> join the group, ask the question because it's completely anonymous. No one except for us will know who you are. And obviously we're not going to reveal your identity. No. Um, but a wife had shared how during sex, she's having a really hard time with her thoughts because in order for her to orgasm, she had to think of her and her husband doing like more erotic things than what they were actually doing in the moment Mm -hmm. so she was like taking whatever they were doing and she was 10xing it in her mind so that she could achieve orgasm and she was kind of asking the group like what do I do about this is it okay is it not okay and there are some really good pieces of advice in there so yeah thoughts are hard and Mm -hmm. it's really a tough thing to take captive and it's a really tough thing especially if you're in a situation like that where you've done it a certain way for so long mm-hmm. and if if you think that what you were doing is wrong um it's really hard to go backwards and yeah. retrain your brain to okay now I've got to learn how to orgasm and not think about that things be present in the mm-hmm. moment focus on what is actually feeling pleasurable and yeah you have to kind of give that up 
Yeah. It reminds me of like when we talked about toys before, which like we did like a really brief episode on toys, but like how that like, (laughs) how it like, it desensitizes a certain part of you. Right. And so if like often people recommend, okay, like if that's kind of what, where you're at, if you have toys in the bedroom to take it away. Right. And so it'd be the same thing with these thoughts. If that's like what you're using to be able to have an orgasm, to be able to, you know, take those thoughts away, be focusing your mind, retraining your mind. Basically, you have to be, you know, intentional about this. And yeah, it's it's starting from ground zero and and starting from where you're at. But I think that coming at it that way, realizing that it's a struggle and and turning the other way. And then being like once you're able to, like once you've practiced it and you're you're focusing on your spouse and that's where your heart is. Like I think that's when it'd be like the most like successful, like in your mind, right? You're like, that was like, once you can have an orgasm, mm. like how much more, like, I don't know what the word is, but fulfilled, fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, okay, no, that was like genuine. And that was us. And that was me focusing on you. And like, what a gift. Yeah. Like, I yeah, think that's like, oh, sure. like that, that's so good. Yeah. And if you are struggling with something like this, like, don't forget the super practical option of praying about it mm-hmm. and asking your spouse to pray for you too. I think that yeah. can be, or praying about it together. Like mm-hmm. it's good. Prayer has to be probably like one of the most intimate things you can do mm-hmm. with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So don't discount that. Yeah. 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 Even before you're intimate, be like, Hey, can we just pray together beforehand and, you know, cover our minds, cover our thoughts, cover yeah. this, whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's amazing. So, before we close here, what would you guys say? Like if someone is listening to this and they're saying to themselves, holy, like this is me. Like I need to figure out my thought life during sex. What are some like practical steps that that man or woman could take right now? Like for me, I would say that this spouse, first thing you should do is you should tell your spouse that you are having these mm. thoughts or this is an issue for you. And like, yeah, this is like, this is the confession. Like, Hey, like, I really struggle mm-hmm. with my thought life during sex. And mm-hmm. I wanted to let you know, because like, I'm not happy with the way that my mind is during sex. Like, will you pray with me about it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, and praying about a game plan together, you know, mm-hmm. we listed some, some tips that you can do and review them together and see um, which one or others would work best for you guys. And, and then talk about it each day. How is it going? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get the book. Like I, mm-hmm. we're not trying to just sell a book here. Like it, <laughs> we honestly think that this book will help. It is so well written. It is so thorough. And I mean, read it with your spouse. Because especially if you're the woman and you're the one having these issues, your husband's going to be like clueless because the book is pretty in depth. And unless you're really good at reading something and then translating it to someone else, it might just be easier if he reads it with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever read a book like with your spouse, like together reading the same pages at the same time? No, not no. But when we were long distance, I can't remember if we were engaged or dating at the time we did, um, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, like way back. The old, old <laughs> Never book. heard of that. <gasps> okay. Well, 
that's a, that's a great like oldie goldie <laughs> on just the differences <laughs> between um, men and women. And so we did that one while we were apart so that we had something to talk about. You know, because when you get on the phone, you're like, okay, yeah, my day was good. How was yours? It was good. (laughs) So it gave us something to talk about. So we read it kind of at the same time, but not like in the same room reading the same pages. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff and I read different speeds. So it would be, (laughs) it would be very painful. (laughs) So do we. But we've done it a few times with a few books where we'll literally lay in bed and like one of us will hold the book and we'll just read the same pages. And when we're done, we flip it and we keep going. Way to go. That's like that's like true marriage it, right there. I don't think I'd have fun. the patience for that. Like I would think, okay, where's he at? Am I faster than him? And then I'd forget what I had just oh, read. Like, that happens. <laughs> we uh my wife used to be way faster than me, but now I've caught up to her. So we're, we're oh, on the same pace now. Good for you. Okay. Thinking back to practical advice for thoughts during sex. Um, I think one of the things too that's really helpful for me in general in life, maybe not necessarily like strictly towards sex. But if it's like, okay, I have like a million things to do and you can't even really like grasp it all. It's like they're mm-hmm. all kind of floating around. Um, Jeff calls it a parking lot. I've probably talked about this before on the podcast. But if you like – we just it's where you park all your thoughts. Mm. It's like you just put them all in a list. doesn't yeah. matter, important, not important, whatever it is. It's all going on the list. It's just like you verbal diarrhea it all out. And so it's all written down somewhere. Or if you're into notes and digital, I just am never. But um, it's all written down, and so that it's somewhere, and so you don't you don't have to be thinking about those things while you're making intimate. Also, lock the door if that's another thing where your mind is like, oh, maybe my baby will wake up, and oh, maybe my teenagers can hear me, and oh, whatever. It's like try and be mindful about the time you're being intimate, locking yeah. your door. Maybe you know you have a fussy baby, and that's okay. Like I think also realizing that. Maybe your mind can't be completely saturated in the moment in sex right now because, oh, my baby's in the bassinet bassinet right beside me. Like, obviously, (laughs) like, part of my mind is there. And that's okay. Like, it is okay if you can't be, like, completely immersed in the sexual experience. Um, But to be able to talk about your spouse with that and be like, hey, even, like, during sex, whatever it is, you're like, "I'm, I'm having a really hard time, like, keeping my mind in this moment. I really want to connect with you and I want this to be a really great experience for us, but I just, I'm having a hard time just to like communicate that. So, you know, like, this is great. I'm loving this. I want to connect with you, but I also can hear our toddler screaming. So like <laughs> just to, to talk about that and be like, okay, maybe we can make this quick or like, how can yeah. we adjust? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and guys, if she does say that, like, don't get mad, right? Mm-hmm. It, be understanding, be gracious, she's doing her best. She's at least willing to keep going and not just like stop yeah. and go get the baby. Right? <laughs> the brakes yeah. did not fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The brakes didn't engage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. To end us off, I'm just going to pray because that's another thing we wanted to do to end these. Cause I think it's just a really great way to be covering you guys and for you guys to, okay. Repeat it later, whatever it is. Um, And to keep Jesus at the center of this. So, Mm -hmm. um, Lord, I thank you for so many of these couples who are going to be listening right now. I ask that you would be renewing their minds, that you'd be transforming them from the inside out and so that their thought life would be beautiful. It would be 
um, the way you intended it to be when you created sex. Mm-hmm. And I just thank you for all these couples who are listening. And I ask that you would be doing such an amazing work in their thought life that it would translate into really great sex in general, mm-hmm. that it would just be amazing. So I thank you for them and that they're listening. And I ask you to bless them. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hey, friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.